We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stormdare Weather Podcast. This is episode 39, the beautiful fall weather edition. I am your host, Randy Luna. And I am Corey Taylor. And we are really relishing in this fantastic fall weather that's happening right now. Feels like spring to me today. It's great outside. I was waiting, you know, for those spring storms to roll in, but there's nothing in, on the in the forecast like that, but it sure feels like spring to me. Man, I, yeah, I was I went to Springfield today with with uh, my mom had an eye appointment, so her eyes are probably going to be bug eyed until tonight. Mm. But uh, at least you can listen to the podcast. That's a good thing. <laughs> but it was absolutely wonderful. I did wear my coat on the way up there. I got up at seven thirty, left about nine, and it was just a tad chilly. So I thought, you know, I've got my flannel shirt, but I'm just going to take my coat. And honestly, by the time I got up there to Springfield, I just chuck the coat. It was just beautiful outside. But also this morning, since I don't get up early, I looked, (laughs) I I woke up and I looked at the window and I thought, you know, the sun's not shining. So, I mean, it was light and everything. I thought, well, is it cloudy outside? I, I wasn't sure. And I thought, well, maybe it's really early. And then my alarm went off and I opened up the window and it was so foggy, I could barely see the house across the street. Wow. But you live over here a little bit closer to Taney Como where fog kind of develops. I didn't notice that much fog this morning from my bed, but my eyes were closed, so I didn't. <laughs> but usually I, I do get up early, and I do see fog over in this direction. But uh, you said you couldn't even see the house across the street, huh? Or no, barely. No. It, it was crazy. really crazy. And uh, I, mean, I mean, I think you, you've said earlier that it's probably foggy in the morning i just don't see it because i don't get up that early <laughs> i i would think if it was more widespread they would have issued a uh, dense fog advisory on that but maybe it wasn't i don't know yeah i went right to the national weather service and there wasn't any dfas out and i thought well maybe this is just gonna burn up or, or local a lot of times they they won't issue a dfa unless it's you know really widespread or mm-hmm. anything but when i t- i gotta tell you when i left at nine o'clock uh, the fog was just lifting, just above the surface, and I looked up and you could see the sun shining through. It was really kind of a cool sight. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't take a picture though. I was mm-hmm. I was on my way. That's a good safe driver. Uh, Got to be safe. Use a seatbelt. Oh, yeah. Don't you know if you, if it is foggy, make sure you drive with your lights on low beam, not high beam. Uh, I know you want to do it on high beam because you can see further, but uh, not in the foggy. Not in fog. No, no, it doesn't do do much any good. We also had our, uh, I put this in quotes, our first freeze of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, National Weather Service issued uh, freeze warnings all the way. Uh, Branson wasn't in it for a while. I mean, it was Springfield and areas northeast, but Joplin and Branson was only in a frost advisory, and then the models kept coming in, colder and colder. 
So they expanded the freeze warning. Then it got down to Miami, Oklahoma, and then it got down to Harrison, Arkansas. And I thought, wow, this is this is crazy. But when I checked the three-day history, some places didn't quite, at least the ASOS and the AWOS did not report it getting below freezing. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, they issue a freeze warning because, uh, you know, protect your plants. It could be the first signal of the end of the growing season. Our weather school this week is all about frost and freeze, those frost advisories and freeze warnings and all types of frost. So it's it's really interesting. It's definitely that time of year. It sure is. And it looks like uh, we're not seeing any big cold snaps this week. Um, Can't complain about that. No, no. If it would just remain sunny. Now we do have, uh, we're going to get into the tropics in a little bit, but uh, Hurricane Willa is down there and coming up, and that's going to give us a chance of rain overnight Wednesday into Thursday and uh, for pretty much all day Thursday. It's only 50%. And I got to tell you, I'm not extremely confident on a lot of rain on this thing. Now, I'm thinking light rain. I mean, any rain is welcome. We'll take it. Yeah, but, because but it's not a huge event for sure. No, no. Now the big event is that is that thing is forecasted to go in southern Texas, and then kind of it, it was going down to Arkansas, but the latest data is taking it mostly into Louisiana. Well, and, speaking of Texas, they've got tons of rain, tons of water on the ground already over there down there. They do not need it. No, not at all. So I mean, this is just a little tropical thing. So if models continue to pump this thing further south, I mean, my confidence in you know rain here is diminishes. Uh, we'll let's see. I checked the GFS just a while ago, and it was not really suggesting much at all here. But the Canadian model, nah, it did have a little weak impulse to come. Uh, kind of join in with that thing so it's in the forecast it, it is, is a possibility <laughs> we're just not feeling it yeah too much not not, not 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 a strong vibe from willa right and the good thing is with this round of, round of rain is there's not any it's not a cold front it's not associated with a cold front so there's not any cold air behind it and that's going to keep our temperatures pretty much either side of 60 and that's good. That's wonderful weather for this time of year. Yeah, it's it's upper 60s today, I think. But uh, yeah. a weak cold front is coming through, and that's just kind of knock temps back down. The I looked at the average high for the Branson area is about 67, 68. So well, that's where we're at right now. And I I wish we could stay there for a long time. Yeah, but you never know. This this weather's been so wacky. Uh, <laughs> been playing havoc on the trees, I think. Yeah, and speaking of trees, I see some color out there. I, I do see some color. I, I I drove by the landing today, and those trees were just on fire red, and they were beautiful. I should have stopped and take a, taken a picture. If you drive by the landing, make sure you look at the trees in front of Belk. They're, they're amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they should. You know, we've always talked about this, too, that we've had some rain. Uh, we had those that cold we needed that really cold night to get those trees going. Hey, it's time to change. And I now. hope we didn't get too cold. We didn't have a hard freeze, which is good, right? Because that that'll kill the color faster than you can say hard freeze. But uh, it got down to about thirty-two here, uh, if that. So I think we're still in business for some color. Yeah, and even in Springfield, I mean, they're starting to change up there. My mom's trees and and go to. I mean, it's it's not vivid, but I think we're at the start of this. So if we right. can keep this going, we're going to have some really pretty pictures. So we do encourage 
everyone, if you've got a camera and you see some really pretty scenery out there. To pull over. Yeah, pull over. <laughs> Don't hang the camera out the window. Pull over. Snap a picture or two or whatever. Send it to us. We'll we'll post it on the site and give you some photo cred and and say what a wonderful photographer you are. And if it's really, really, really beauty beautiful, we will uh, we might put some uh, use it in one of our graphics on on something we do. Oh, I'm sure we will. I mean, I, if if you're an excellent photographer like like I am, yes. I mean, you know, no, just kidding. Just take a picture. We'll, we'll post them. I'll, I'll put your name on them. We love getting pictures from our fans. Yeah, I've seen your pictures, Corey. Some of them are just magnificent. Yeah, yeah. I try. <laughs> Is that from your from your iPhone or just some most of the time? Yeah, yeah. Do you have one of those one of those fancy cameras with the lenses you snap on the front and do that? I do, but I don't have it with me in my pocket twenty four seven like my phone, <laughs> like your phone, right? <laughs> so yeah, I go. I can go out looking for some stuff to take pictures of. My son has a better camera than I do but uh sometimes pictures just uh, are a, an opportunity hits you and when you weren't expecting it and man that's what these phones are for and the cameras are are, are great compared to what we had just five six years ago on oh, these yeah. things and they're just gonna get better so oh yeah and I still have an SE and I think you have a six or do you have a what do you have I have this is a seven plus my so, wife okay. has an eight plus my son has a 10 and his camera's just amazing oh wow so yeah we'll see what well my what takes I get next time pretty good you know i mean i like the smaller size of the phone i mean when they come out you know if i wanted a tablet i would get a tablet or an ipad you know i want a little phone that makes phone calls That's i like <laughs> the bigger size because i like to uh do uh graphics and image editing and video i can edit video shoot edit video whatever i need to do and i can post yeah. it on stormdar Within minutes, you know. So. Yeah, that does make sense. If you've got a lot of... I can see it better and my fingers can, you know. I used to have your SE, but uh, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. My whole family had them, but then we switched plans and I got one of these for cheap, so... Yeah, and I think everybody's going towards the bigger the bigger phones yeah. now. And the mean, new iPhones are even bigger than, than this, so, yeah. No, like the 10s or Xs? The, or? the 10XS Max, I think. Jeez. I... I I haven't allowed myself to go to the store and look at them. Honestly, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't Googled them. I haven't. I'm not going to look at them because I have self control somewhat. I know. What you I mean. won't if I look at them. But I. <laughs> that's the trick. Don't look at them. Yeah, because as soon as that page pops up, I'm it's not like, quite oh. due for an upgrade. You see, so. Yeah, I'm due for an upgrade, but I'm just kind of glad that I paid. Well, my phone off now. Right, right. And I have an iMac. I have a laptop. That's what we're recording. We're the all podcast, Apple huh? here at the Stormdar Weather. Yes. I got my watch on, my Apple Watch. Yeah. I got, I don't know how many iPods or iPads. I have, I have everything. Yeah. I don't have a watch. I don't know. I'm missing out. Yeah, I know. Everybody's like, you need to get a watch. Well, no. I got, I got my phone. I'm good. <laughs> well, hey, you told me something yesterday I thought was really interesting, and, um, I mean, we're all experiencing it, but I didn't realize it. We are losing a lot of daylight here. Oh, I've noticed it. I have lights that come on in my backyard at, at, at dusk automatically, and they stay on for four hours. And they used to go off at, at a, after midnight, you know, uh, about a month or two ago. Now they go off more like at 945, so it gets darker a lot earlier. Oh, man. What'd you say since? But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. What'd, what'd you say? Well, since the fall equinox, which was uh, September twenty second, doesn't seem that long ago, does it? Mm-mm. We've lost uh, an hour and seven minutes of daylight 
Wow. In that amount of time. And just think, mm-hmm. an hour and seven minutes of daylight. Well, we're coming up on the end of October. First weekend in November, we switch the clocks. We fall back. So it's going to get darker even earlier than that. So we're going to be getting dark at you know right at 5.15 again That's that, that seems nuts to me. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Here we was, we, we were here. I'm, I, my English is not too bad. <laughs> no, we are, were a few months ago, and the sun was setting at eight, eight thirty, and now we're going to be talking about sun setting at five Central Standard Time. We'll be going off of Central Daylight Time. Now, a lot of people are against changing their clocks nowadays. They think it's kind of an old way of of doing things that it's not needed anymore. Right. I don't know people. Uh, it was designed to save energy, you know, for the farmers back in the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, on on Thanksgiving, which is I believe is November twenty second this year, right around there. I have to check. Yeah, uh, we're right at over two hours of daylight gone, and S- since fall, since since the, since fall, the, since the fall equinox, okay. and uh, when the winter solstice rolls around on December twenty first, we are about. Yeah, roughly two and a half hours of less daylight per day, plus that extra hour of fall back. Wow. So it's dark and cold. Gotta turn your Christmas tree on, but that doesn't last long because December when December twenty first rolls around, Christmas is four days later, then you're just kinda in the cold, dark January and February trying waiting for spring. Yeah. Everything's dead outside. <sighs> <laughs> well, and we we want to mention too. I mean, that I'm sure everybody's heard about it. Uh, all the the local news channels, the national news channels, uh, have broadcasted this: the winter weather prediction outlook for the winter season. And that's from NOAA, actually. Yeah, I from NOAA. Yeah, yeah, and it's going around everywhere. And uh, it it's not. That particular prediction is not for the entire winter. We no. need to to say that it it's a what do you say a three month? It's only a three month. I want to say it goes to the end of January. Is what it said. Yeah. So then we still have February and part of March. Sure. You know. So they're saying a little bit warmer. You know, equal chances of the precipitation. Most said a down. weak El Nino is what it said. It's yeah. Like warmer than average temperatures. Which mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, we're, we're good with. And it said. I think we said equal chances of precipitation. Yeah. So. Yeah. But which if, is, if we don't get below freezing, we're not going to have any snow, which is great. You like that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't mind. Just give us a couple snows. I'm good. Yeah. But then it goes away. That, that's my thing. Right. But but that's why we're we're wanting to wait for the next El Nino update, and that is November 9th. Mm-hmm. So you will be hearing from us probably the middle of November uh, on our Winter Weather Outlook 2018-2019. Can't so wait. Stay tuned for that. And also, uh, November is the yeah, the technical wind-down of the, the, the tropics. And uh, it's been really active this year. It's crazy. But uh, we have pretty decent news to tell you on the tropics this time. The Atlantic, there's nothing going on in the Atlantic. Nothing, huh? Nada. For the first yeah. time in a while. <laughs> 
Isn't that something? You know, heading into the season, and even at the beginning of the season, I thought it was going to be a pretty light tropical season because nothing really. We had a we had a disturbance or a hurricane right off the bat, and then nothing, nothing, nothing for a while, and then it just picked up. Yeah, you know, kind August. of exploded. So it really surprised me because we didn't get that major hurricane, and then we got two major hur- <laughs> hurricanes yeah. hit the you know with Michael, which they're still reeling, and I mean devastation oh. down there it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy yeah but we're you know and then we're going to have uh willa uh which is mm-hmm. in the pacific it's basically right off the, the the southwest mexico coast right now and it's it, it is a hurricane it was a monster cat five. Oh yeah and 100 i think top winds 150 was that it or 145 or at a, as a hurricane as a it was uh, way cat five it was at 160 for a while once yeah oh yeah and just turning and turning, but it is it is decreasing pretty quickly now, and is forecasted once it gets. I, I mean, it's basically on the doorstep of Mexico now, mm-hmm. and it's down to a Cat Three. I checked this morning, so yeah. it is weakening. And by the time it gets into Central Mexico, still a major hurricane. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cat Three is still major, uh, but the forecast when it gets into Central Mexico is it's just going to be like a, a post tropical depression. It's going to skip. The storm stage and just kind of is this one of those rapid intensification hurricanes or what? It it went from a tropical storm to a Cat Five monster in less than thirty six hours. Can you imagine that? Unreal. Could you imagine if that was in the Gulf of Mexico coming up? But basically, that's what we had with Michael. Oh yeah, it intensified really, really fast, didn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Did we have one in the Atlantic that was? That was it was coming over. We did, we did. Florence. Uh, we did a thing on Florence. I can't remember, but yeah, it just goes to show, you know, even with a, a degree or a degree and a half of a you know warmer climate makes all the difference. Yeah, and so who knows what's going to happen? It's going to keep happening too. I, I have a bad feeling about that. Yeah, and I, I'm very curious to see what the spring outlook. So we'll have to think about that. What February? I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just have a bunch of outlooks we got to come out with. <laughs> and uh, other than uh, we mentioned before, Willa is is going to move up Mexico, go into the southern tip of Texas. And that's kind of what everybody's kind of forecasting for the for the that rain shield to kind of come up. And that could be giving us stuff overnight, Wednesday into Thursday. Again, we're going to keep watching the forecast. The, the past two or three runs of the forecast updates have upped it. it we weren't 30%, then it was 40%, now it's 50%. So there must be something I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm just looking at, at the short-term or medium to short-range models. and Well, 50 is still a 50-50 shot, you know, so they're playing it safe, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you get a 50-50. Uh, better than 10, 90, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, on the heels of Willa is a, another, it, it was a tropical storm and it wasn't forecasted to go into anything, but now it's post-tropical and uh, uh, d- diminishing. I couldn't figure out the word I was looking for. Uh, this is uh, Vicente or Vicente. I'm not sure. It was just southeast of Willa. Uh, and it's it's gonna fizzle out and not do anything. Post tropical storm is what it is right now. Yeah, and what? Yeah, and there's nothing in the Central Pacific. So I think overall our 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 2018 hurricane season is is winding down and be disappearing here in a minute. Well, good. 
All right, well, let's get to the weather school. Like I said, it's all about frost, the different kinds of frost and freeze warnings and what to do if you get under a freeze warning to protect those veggies. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. The National Weather Service has placed the area under a frost advisory. Typically, frost can occur when the temperature falls below 36 degrees, especially in rural areas. It is a localized phenomena and can be quite variable across a small area. While the National Weather Service does not keep track of frost in observations per se, they do keep track of when temperatures hit the freezing mark or fall below. Frost becomes more widespread when the temperature falls below 32 degrees, with some freeze possible. Let's talk about the different types of frost. There's hoar frost, also called radiation frost, and that refers to white ice crystals deposited on the ground or loosely attached to exposed objects such as wires or leaves. It forms on cold, clear nights when conditions are such that heat radiates out to the open air faster than it can be replaced from nearby sources, like wind or warm objects. Hoarfrost may develop even when the air temperature a few feet above the ground is well above freezing. The word hoar, H-O-A-R, comes from an Old English adjective that means showing signs of old age. In this context, it refers to the frost that makes trees and bushes look like white hair. There's white frost, and that is a solid deposition of ice that forms directly from water vapor in the air. White frost forms when the relative humidity is above 90% and the temperature is below 18 degrees. It grows against the wind direction, and the wind can't be too strong or else it damages the delicate icy structures as they begin to form. White frost resembles a heavy coating of hoarfrost with big interlocking crystals, usually needle-shaped. There's window frost, also called fern frost or ice flowers, and that forms when a glass pane is exposed to very cold air on the outside and warmer and moderately moist air on the inside. If the pane is not a good insulator, for example, if it's a single window pane, then water vapor condenses on the glass, forming frost patterns. With very low temperatures outside, frost can appear on the bottom of the window, even with double-pane energy-efficient windows, because the air advection between the two panes of glass ensures that the bottom part of the glazing unit is colder than the top part. On unheated motor vehicles, the frost will usually form on the outside surface of the glass first. There's advection frost, also called wind frost, 
and that refers to tiny ice spikes that form when very cold wind is blowing over tree branches, poles, and other surfaces. It looks like rimming on the edges of flowers and leaves and usually forms against the direction of the wind. It can occur at any hour, day, or night. Black frost, or a killing frost, is not strictly speaking frost at all because it is the condition seen in crops when the humidity is too low for frost to form, but the temperature falls so low that plant tissues freeze and become blackened, hence the term black frost. Black frost is often called killing frost because white frost tends to be less cold, partly because the latent heat of the freezing of the water reduces the temperature drop. There's rime, R-I-M-E, and that is a type of ice deposition that occurs quickly, often under heavily humid and windy conditions. Technically speaking, it's not a type of frost since usually supercooled water droplets are involved, in contrast to the formation of hoarfrost, in which water vapor desubliminates slowly and directly. Ships traveling through Arctic seas may accumulate large quantities of rime on the rigging, but unlike hoarfrost, which has a feathery appearance, rime generally has an icy and solid appearance. A frost advisory is issued when conditions warrant the development of frost, especially in low-lying areas. Frost usually forms on those cold nights with very little wind, aided by a large area of cold high pressure. Again, frost can develop when temperatures are above freezing, but when temps are forecasted to fall below freezing for at least three hours, then a freeze warning is issued. Freeze warnings are only issued in the fall and spring. In the fall, a freeze warning is usually issued once when the forecasted temperatures are expected to be cold enough to put an end to the growing season. Temps from 29 to 32 degrees for a few hours overnight will kill off sensitive plants, but temps below 28 degrees tend to harm the most hardy vegetation. In the spring, freeze warnings are issued after the growing season starts and is an alert to farmers and gardeners to be sure and protect their crops. Here's some things to know if you get under a frost advisory or a freeze warning in the spring. Wet soil holds heat better than dry soil, protecting roots and warming air near the soil. Bed sheets, drop cloths, blankets, and plastic sheets make suitable covers for vulnerable plants. Use stakes to keep material, especially plastic, from touching the foliage. But be sure to remove the coverings when temperatures rise the next day. When we start seeing frost advisories or freeze warnings in the fall, then we know what's just around the corner. Winter. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And now you know all the different kinds of frost and what to do in a freeze warning. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting towards winter. Uh, so you can't deny it. you got to talk about it. 
But we're not there yet, so let's get to the next segment, which is This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? Well, This Week in Weather History, in 1868, a magnitude 6.8 earthquake struck the San Francisco Bay Area. Now, although the region was sparsely populated back in 1868, the quake uh, it struck on the Hayward Fault and is considered one of the most destructive in California history. It took him a while to rebuild that. Ooh. Uh, also, this week in weather history, famed research meteorologist, our famous, our fa- most favorite guy, Theodore Fujita. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was born this week, uh, back in 1920. Wow. So, he'd have been 98 years old today. No kidding. That's today, actually. And just, and just everybody should know his work as the Fujita scale, which is the tornado scale that we use that's today. where we get the f's yep f1 yeah. to f5 ef well it's ef now but still yeah but still know. the f is fujita theodore fujita he was born in japan of course i can't pronounce the name of the city <laughs> he was born in how many japanese people born in japan her named theodore do you think he changed his name wow <laughs> theodore i'll have to ask because you almost it would be an american yeah a uh, japanese american uh-huh. you know theodore fujita or he could, well, yeah, or maybe he could have moved over here, like you said, early in his, in his childhood. And we'll have to do some research on that. Yeah, interesting, but that's that's kind of fascinating, yeah. really. Okay, let's get on to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week, stormed our weather, weather word of the week is... Fogbo. Fogbo. <laughs> Never heard of it. That's a funny word. <laughs> Isn't that a band? It could be. I don't know. Where are you going? I'm going to the Fogbo concert. <laughs> What's it mean? It's really hazy there. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, Fogbo is a rainbow that has a, a white band, speaking of bands, uh-huh. that appears in fog and is fringed with red on the outside and blue on the inside. Isn't that what a normal rainbow does? Well, I think normal rainbows aren't in fog. All right. I well, yeah, got that right. But I guess I guess the sun position would have to be just right to create one of these. I things. would assume so. Huh? Fogbow. Boy, we could go on that. It could be uh, a very hazy violin bow. A fog bow. If anybody gets a picture of a fog bow, you send it our way. We'll oh, please do. My gosh, we'll put it in our library and and uh, give you credit on it. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, I didn't see any fog bows this morning. Nope. <laughs> nope. Well, uh, update on our our my my media studio video studio. It's it's I'm making progress. So as soon as I have the video portion of the media media center set up, I will put some pictures online. But right now, I've still <laughs> my media desk has got books. You need to have a media garage sale down here. You know, <laughs> I would. I mean, thank goodness my my stepdaughter's coming up and going to take a whole bunch of stuff away, and I'm giving stuff to you, and I'm just clearing out some stuff. It it's going to be really really cool. Once yeah, I, I can't get wait. It it's going to be great. Feel so <laughs> professional down here. Yeah, I got we got our uh, what is it our our license certificate for our mm-hmm. LLC. Yes, we are LLC. So. Uh, we're getting hopefully some merch ready at some point. That means the government says we can, we can accept your money. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, we got to figure out some way to have people give us money, <laughs> which we're in the process of doing too. It, it's a slow process. 
Well, yeah. Uh, boy, just enjoying this week of weather and... Uh, we, I don't see any snow in the forecast. I mean, it does look like maybe, I mean, this is pretty much the GFS talking on the medium to long range, which we don't put a lot of faith into, but uh, it, we're, we are getting into November and it looks like the uh, we're going to be uh, in a more active pattern with the fronts coming through, giving us shots of rain. They, they won't last long, but again... You know, just looking down the line, like like our, our meteorologist friend Mike said, uh, it's, it's eye candy. You know, don't put a lot of faith in that thing. So we're just going to keep watching everything for you. Still got your pool open, Corey? It's been closed for about a week and a half. Oh, yeah, ever since the freeze warning came out? Yeah, I figure it's too cold. I, 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 I did freeze the last time I, I swam in it, so I thought it, it was time. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. You just need to get close that thing up for next year and then open it back up with the clean crystalline water so you can lay yeah. on your on your uh, blow-up mattress and I'm watch ready. tornadoes. I enjoy it out there. <laughs> well, I think we better wrap this up. Got anything else? I'm good. All right, so be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>